Yes. So, Dan, I think we need to start this off with 100% grade A spoiler alert. Um, you wouldn't be here if you haven't seen it, because if you're if you're here and you haven't seen it, you're an irresponsible person. And I don't I don't want you here. Turn this off. Go away. Go watch the movie and then come back. I mean, we stayed away from our computers or from articles like even like some of the article titles would just be like, ah, God, how many cameos has Joe Russo done in Marvel movies? I think it's we're at three. Yeah, because he was in this one. He was one. He was the doctor that like he he had a Black Widow storyline, and then I also think he worked for Hydra at one point. Yeah, I think he was a Hydra goon. I did love yeah. the man. Gotta love the community cameos. We got two. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown and Ken Jong who said yeah. absolutely nothing, but it was like he still got such a reaction from our audience. Um, Same. Mm-hmm. I will state. Some of this movie was, you know, really be quiet during a movie. Guys, especially a movie like this, when you're in opening weekend, be quiet. It freaking ruins movies when you're talking constantly. I had, without a doubt, one of the worst audience experiences I've ever had. And it made me think, like, I should have done, even though I wanted to go, you know, slightly bigger screen, I should have just done Alamo Drafthouse because, like, I, I definitely am spoiled. I go to, you know, two to three movies a week a lot of the time and so a lot of that time it's weeknights and i'm used to quieter theaters this was obviously a packed theater opening (laughs) night of the biggest movie potentially the biggest movie ever so i had people talking i had people having conversations i had people getting up moving around shifting people talking asking questions like it was just downright disrespectful don't go to this movie opening night if you're gonna talk like, just don't. It's it's rude. And so there were a few moments that I think would have even been more emotional for me, more exciting for me, more uh, heartbreaking for me if people weren't talking. Like, I just, it, it just really gets me when people do that. Um, so I'm going to state that. E- if you haven't seen it. Everybody it. has their involuntary reactions, right? Their their gasps, their yas, their haws. But the full-on conversation people should be publicly yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for like a spontaneous applause when shows up and it's your first moment of like what's truly about to happen. And of course, we know what's going to happen. We know that there's this potential of what this final battle is going to be. It doesn't make it any less wonderful when it comes into fruition. I have already purchased my ticket to go and see it again tomorrow night because I'm hoping doing a Dolby Digital experience will be a little bit more cinematic. People will be a little bit more respectful because I did go in like kind of a regular theater, which may have been to my detriment. Uh, Same. I was hidden away in the basement like the first screens ever built for this specific location on the uh, upper west and it was yeah we felt like the stepchildren down there and some people were acting like uh, no one was paying attention and talking directly behind me and pushing on my seat and i just i very rarely shush people but i shushed oh and i shushed there were (laughs) there were some teenagers behind me and so there were a few moments where i'm like guys it's not even like it's not even remotely loud right now this is like a poignant mm-hmm. moment. and But also, you made a good comment. I fully agree. This movie, for how serious, for how episodic it was, was funny. Like, I would say a good 40% of this movie, I was laughing. Especially the first half. Like, from the moment they are, Thanos is decapitated until um, they're, they've corrected time and done the first snap. Like the first, I mean, that's almost two thirds of the movie is pretty funny, pretty consistently funny. There's a good amount of like sarcasm. And I mean, I think honestly, Chris Hemsworth, he has owned this role of Thor. And I think he and his fat suit or his CGI, he like it just made like these serious moments so good. Oh, fat Thor. Yeah. Mm. Fat Thor is my new favorite thing. Um, And I'm very excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be great. 
Like, oh, yeah. it's going to be fantastic. Um, and I think, honestly, Thor, in a lot of ways, is making Quill more likable to me. Which, I watched Infinity War the night before I saw Endgame, and I was like, do we need Quill? <laughs> like, do we? Yeah, I think... I I definitely want to spend some time at the end just talking about next steps mm-hmm. and like where we see things going. That was one of the key moments for me. Um, but this movie is going to be remembered, I think, for its massive box office, mm-hmm. its capstone effect on this first 11 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and for the closure we get for our two our two best bros, our two frenemies, uh, our best frenemies, our our frenemies with benefits, our Cap and our Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, because this is this is it, guys. That it wasn't it wasn't super hyped for Iron Man, but the end has come. He can sleep now. Which is everyone's safe. Which is which is heartbreaking, but wonderful, and also happy with Morgan. Oof, Oof. it's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. Um, it makes me very curious about Spider-Man: Far From Home, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Let's talk about our our core three boys and the journey they've been on. Because, let's be honest, there were some moments in the Marvel Cinematic phases that I had doubt. Thor Dark World. <laughs> and that is where they chose to go in the time travel Yeah, which segment. I was like, no, 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 I, no, no, like, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go to that. Um, and Iron Man 3. But I mean, it looks mm-hmm. like, I mean, there's a few people also I was thinking about, I'm like, I guess like we're done. Like it was nice to have Tom Hiddleston back for a hot second, but I, I mean, it seems like we're done with him. Like it seems like him, Heimdall, uh... I, uh, Paul of uh, Vision, Paul Bettany, like they're not coming back. They figured out a nice little turnaround for Gamora, which will be interesting. But I mean, like it was kind of nice, honestly, having those moments of Tom Hiddleston being a little bit tricky and getting to see, you know, those those outside the the main scenes of Avengers. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, we're we have to accept that they're gone for now. <laughs> Until Disney Plus streaming service. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so we, so yeah, so there are some, there were some moments. We've got Iron Man 3. We've got Dark World. Honestly, even parts of Captain America 1. Yeah, I was thinking. The first one. I think, I think each, each one of the core three had a weaker film for sure. Yeah. Um, but Thor is the only one who doesn't end this movie with like, a nice little bow of completion. He does end with freedom and liberation that I think we don't have for the other two. Um, yeah. And his story will go on. Um, and I, th- cause I think Chris Hemsworth has said like he's, he's down for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I can't blame him. They're giving him some fun stuff. His evolution has been fantastic. Absolutely. When they let him be funny, it works, and, and they've put him in, makes, in a good franchise for that now. Yeah, it makes his it makes his um, it makes his heroic moments less tedious when he's funny most of the time, and then gets to step up and and play hero. It's it's fun. I've enjoyed watching him come from sort of shallow Shakespearean archetype to really navigating the broader world and growing up in a lot of ways, but not in the, oh, now I'm I'm a complete and whole person, but growing up enough to realize how much growing he has to do. Oh, God, yeah, because he kind of think he has, like, a, a pretty good grasp on things at the end of Ragnarok, but then, and, I mean, he's, he's kind of going through something in Infinity War, but in this one, I mean, he's, he's, he's at rock bottom. I mean, yep. he's, he's, what, 50, 50 pounds heavier at least 15 pounds uh, of that is hair gaming mm-hmm. and new asgard which was wonderful loved new asgard one of glad it wasn't in oklahoma like the comics yeah <laughs> norway it was norway was wasn't it yep. yeah i think so um but yeah got to see valkyrie you know got to see that but also the return of Korg because there there had been that question is Korg coming back and 
he had a nice little scene. He's a gamer. And, uh, yeah, no, but I mean, Thor, I think in this, I think Cap, uh, Cap was, was pretty firmly Cap in this. Tony had to sort of come out of a dark place. I, th- I mean, they all did, but I think Cap faked it till he made it. And the other two, not as much. And Thor really felt like a failure. He was, he felt too late. Cause I mean, when it comes down to it, like for him, he in that final moment of Infinity War could have stopped the snap and he wasn't able to. Yeah. And they let him, they let him wallow in that rather than just be broody and angsty and go like Hawkeye with it. I love that they let him just get shitty, just yeah. fall apart in that way rather than get all dark and sad. That was a much stronger choice and uh, gives him uh, some some space to grow going forward because I think he's going to have some great space adventures now. Yeah, and I loved I loved his hoodie rope combo that he was rocking for some of that. It was oh, yeah. enjoyable. He, Thor in sweats. He looked he looked like he would sell you some pretty decent weed. He, I mean, he was channeling the dude from the Big Lebowski. Hundred percent. I mean, like that that moment when they're all in the uh, in the uh, they're all in the room and he's in the corner and they can't tell if he's asleep. I was like, oh my god, he's the dude. Like if there's gonna be a big Lebowski remake, I vote Chris Hemsworth. I mean that, uh, that when 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 uh, when Tony calls him Lebowski, it was hilarious. Yeah, no, I mean there's there's great moments. I I have to say I loved seeing Cap and Tony back together on a team, particularly. With- and I like that they acknowledged it. They like were like, no, things are shitty between us. We're not just gonna start this movie and be like, now we're a team. No, again. like they they still had their issues and. They still blame each other for different things, but they're nineteen. They're tripped down nineteen seventies lane with the, all the comments about Tony's beard were amazing. Um, it was definitely a Mungo Jerry beard. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there were some some great moments with that. Uh, and then, of course, like I think there was like a build. Like it did feel very final. That battle felt final. Having the having those three be there as everyone's kind of going through their different things. Um, I mean, we're kind of skipping around, but, like, I think it was really beautiful. And I think for Thor, it felt like it was going to be a start of something new. He was, like, reestablishing where he where he fit in this dynamic. And I think for, for oh, God, Tony and, uh, and Doctor Strange, like, their interaction in the final fi- fight scene... Oh my god! I, like, and you know, and I just like I look, I, I like I looked at the guy who sits next to me in movies. I'm like, I don't want to be right about this, but now I know I'm right. Like, you know exactly what's going to happen, um, and like that was just like he made that choice though. It wasn't like he didn't know the outcome. He knew 100 percent what the choice was in that moment. And God, oh God, there's just so much with this movie, Dan. Well, I th- I, I, I'm glad that they, they allowed Tony to come full circle with his issues with responsibility and doing the right thing and wielding power and fatherhood. Like, fatherhood is a big one for him. He struggled with his own dad, allowing him to have that conversation with him in the past and have, like, a little bit of closure by knowing that his dad really did try his best. Yeah. He may have not been a very good dad, but he really was scared and worried and he tried. And I think that gave him the peace to know that he was doing right by Morgan. And, you know, that hug with with Peter Parker and him saying goodbye and Pepper letting him go because on some level you've seen it in her eyes she knows whether it was the alcohol or the suits or saving the world she's always known she's going to outlive tony she's always known she's going to have to say goodbye and to watch that play out and have him finally save everyone and for his really i mean he may have mumbled a little bit to Peter, I don't remember, but his his real final line was, I am Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And it was it was exactly what needed to happen. And 
they're going to cheat and they'll bring him back in some recorded message or, or they'll have him be the the new Jarvis or that sort of in thing like Bruce's like they'll, lab they'll, or... they'll be there'll be some little things like that but I hope they exercise restraint and just let characters talk about Tony yeah rather than than give us that and let it be different from the comics because if this is the comics he'll be back in a couple of years and we won't have to worry but I just and the fact that he made that ultimate sacrifice spins so beautifully into how he kind of liberated Steve to live as well. Yeah, and you don't really think, I mean, I think this movie gave such an excellent point of reference for how far Steve's come. Because when he fights mm-hmm. himself, and like when Steve's just like, eh, eh, and he's just like, oh, this shit, like, or whatever. Just like, he he's not the Boy Scout in the way that he was. And I think sometimes because he's always been like this good and virtuous character, we think like he's all, he hasn't changed. But like that point of reference was amazing because you really did get this idea of like how much he's grown, like him being deceitful and being like hail Hydra and like getting the, this. That was that amazing. was an amazing moment. And it also led to like you got a, a few. It felt like it felt like the series finale. You got a lot of people coming back, and it was just like, oh, you know, hey, ancient one, hey, mm-hmm. hey, crossbone, crossbones, Frank Grillo's characters, crossbones, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but like you just you got Robert Redford in there for a second. And you're like, all right. Um, but no, that was amazing. Like that. W- well, the fact that he got to fight himself, swear, comment on uh, America's ass. You know, America's oh ass. God. That is America's ass. I love, ass. I like, love all the comments on his ass. It's, uh, it was. He finally felt most comfortable when they were time traveling. Mm-hmm. Like that's when he, that's when he was like a little bit liberated, a little bit relaxed, a little bit more in the moment um and then of course i i yelled yeah so loud i almost burst into tears when he wi- uh, picked up the hammer yeah when he wielded oh wielded. man that was that was amazing i oh. the most fan servicey shit ever i but i ate it up like a greedy little I don't pig. Know. It was i think you'd have to great. punch hitler for it to be more fan servicey yeah um Ugh. oh my god that was so good it was so good I mean, it was the fight scene was predictable in some ways. I will state that, but it was predictable in the best ways. Yeah, it's still, and it bears rewatching. I think you know, just for the little interactions and the intricacies and everything that's happened, mm-hmm. um, and all the great character moments that you get from everyone who shows up at the fight gets something to do, even if it's just for an instant, yeah. and. To go through all of that, to watch his friend die, to fix the timeline, and at the end, for Cap to, you know, be selfish for once, and to go back, and for them to end it with him and Peggy dancing. Yeah. As much as I was rooting for Stucky, because I thought yeah, that Yeah, there, there was a moment where awesome. it was sort of like a kiss him on the mouth, just kiss him on the mouth. Yeah, I was like, just kiss him on the mouth. Um they the Russo brothers love Cap in a way that I love Cap, yeah. and they knew they they that they were going to give him a, a happy ending. Yeah, a cappy ending. A cappy ending. Yeah, and I mean cr- passing the mantle to our new Captain America. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm really really excited to see what Sam does with it. I I'm sort of surprised that's not Bucky, but I I think there's there's a point to be made. Bucky is in in a sense compromised, and I think he will work with Sam, and I think he will also work with T'Challa, and I think that will be really interesting to see where he evolves to, because he's definitely sort of a character yeah. I've grown to be really really fond of. But I. Know. I'm excited to see to see what happens. So there. yeah, there you go. Is go uh, the 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 ultimate spoilers. Tony dies. Steve, I mean, he's gonna die. He's old, and uh, and Thor's gonna be an Asgardian of the galaxy. Yeah. I, I'm glad you told me about that earlier in the day because when he made that joke, then I'm like, ha. Yeah. I was like, you totally yeah. called it though. You totally called it. Well, it just. I think it. I think it makes the most logical the sense. The fit is great. And it's, the fit is great. It's perfect. It'll be and and I think that that what they have the potential to do is set up 
so that when Thor does exit the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it'll really hit us hard because he'll be the la- he'll he'll be the remainder of the trilogy, and we'll have got to see him go through his buffoonery phase and become essentially Odin, become an all father, become super powerful. Maybe come back and rule his people, maybe not, but make some sort of grand sacrifice. Like they've given him some runway to punch us in the feels again. Yeah. Which is smart when you've got to think about keeping these things yeah. going. And I think they, they found where he fits because he has gotten exactly. just, he's just become um, a far more interesting and funny character. And we need those because guys, Marvel cinematic stuff is no joke. It's, it's rough. We rarely, if ever, get a Shazam. Well, we never talked about Shazam, did we? No. Eh. 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 <laughs> I mean, I laughed, but in like a few weeks out, I'm like, okay, it was it was better than I thought. That's my Shazam review. Uh, Ooh, two for one, guys. Two for one. Um, poor DC. I'm just not giving them credit. There were some great moments, though. I liked the, I liked that end battle speech. I who surprised you uh, in this movie? Which character going in were you like? Well, if we're talking oh, whole damn. series, like we're talking, well, I guess we can't do whole series, but starting in Guardians of the Galaxy, Nebula has been a very interesting character. Karen Gillum, mm-hmm. really a great actress, has done a lot of really interesting things and was a really good bad, like a secondary bad for Guardians of the Galaxy. And she has really grown. And because I think she was just my like big surprise because honestly, she's been great. Like I've been really enjoying her, but she had a struggle in that she had, she played two versions of herself in this movie, and like she had to like turn it off and turn it on because she was both like you know Guardians of the Galaxy Nebula and then also Endgame Nebula, and. I thought it was a great little plotline that I did not predict in a way for them to bring back Gamora, which I assume is going to go on to the GOG, GOTG3. I'm sure that's going to be a big thing is the hunt for Gamora. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, they only have one girl right now. Only one, anten- uh, just antenna girl, as Rocket would say. Yep. I, I, <laughs> I loved that. Um, so, yeah, I would say Nebula was just, she was really, she has, she's, she has become a character that I've just really become dependent on. And so the idea, I was really worried. I'm not really sure how time travel works because I was pretty sure she was dead when she had to shoot herself. But she's not. So I'm curious what ramifications that is going to have. My my understanding was, you know, from the Doctor Strange, I mean, the conversation with the Ancient One was you're essentially creating a new reality when you go back and alter the past but by going back and replacing the stones they fix that however that means there is a version of reality somewhere where all of a sudden they have no thanos and no gamora because they came to this reality and both died Mm -hmm. so our gamora lived her life went to another reality and got brought back and killed herself from another reality so she should remain whole however there's now this other timeline. There's now this other universe where things are not going to be quite right. And I'm hoping that in true comic book fashion, years from now, we can see some ramifications from that. Because essentially, they just fucked up another universe to save their own. Now they put the stones back and everything, so it should all be fine. But Like I a really grumpy there's... Quill because he never met Gamora. Yeah, or just like uh, Thanos never... This is my pitch. Thanos never came back to Earth... So Tony got complacent and eventually a bigger threat came to that reality's earth and wiped out everything. And now you have like a crotchety old half machine Tony who barely survived, who's on a some sort of vendetta quest against the people who fucked up his reality or he something. Goes I mean full that'd be Ronin. Um full Ronin. Real Ronin, not angsty haircut. It's like, okay, okay I get it. You got a Ronin. sleeve tattoo. You're real important. Ooh. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's for later. Um, so yeah, I would say Nebula for me. I get she is not in the original. I I mean, I did 
I have loved the evolution of Nat. I think she has been, she started from basically like this kind of pretty to look at secretary who happens to have this set of skills to being this yeah. truly like the heart in a lot of ways. And yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just started thinking about the merging of Bruce and the Hulk, which was <laughs> another good. Yeah, evolution. it was, it was a good evolution. But when he dabs, I was just like, no, you're like, you're such a goofy dad um but it was totally right for mark ruffalo like it basically just felt yes. like mark ruffalo um yeah but yeah so but i think nat and nat is another one where i mean it made her evolution as a character had she had her storyline had she sacrificed herself in like the first avengers I wouldn't have had much of no, a No, I think Nat went from being femme fatale to family member. Yeah. That's what happened. She got to stop being a sex pot assassin and be a part of something. When she said, you know, before this I had nothing. And she only knew when she was a part of this family. And I think having her sacrifice herself for her family really did matter i wish that they would have had uh professor hulk uh lose it a little bit more upon the news of her death and like almost fully hulk out and lose his symmetry but that was that's a minor yeah critique. and i think they did two um, really great things to just solidify that understanding of now which was uh when red skull greets them and he says you know daughter of ivan and he and he's and she's like i didn't even know who my dad was like that was like really hit me like i was like wow she is so just alone she was so alone and i think that made her sacrifice bigger and i think it was it was such a small line it was a really smart a smart move though um and then when she after she died um spoilers uh to get the soul stone when they were like does she have family and they're like yeah us so that was that was really really hard but like i think really well done um i'm really i'm i'm very interested to see what's going to happen as far as her movie goes yeah it's gonna have to be set in the past and be an espionage thriller i mean and then maybe at the end, tease her resurrection. Maybe the Hulk snap brought her back. Who knows? Well, I mean, um, she'd be on a different planet when he... I know. So, like, that's <laughs> that's the thing is, like, it's tricky no matter what. Because, <laughs> like, luckily Strange yeah. was on Titan with the Guardians and with Peter. So, because, like, and Peter explains, like, oh, yeah, and Strange was there. And he said that eh, you guys needed us and, like, all this stuff. And so... So, I mean, yeah. it's very possible. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I kind of I kind of would like her sacrifice to remain intact and her Black Widow movie to be a reward and I'm guessing depending on how it performs at the box office might see her brought back or not, but mm -hmm. who knows. Um or alternate no, timeline that. A, yeah, she had a great turn. Nebula had a great turn. I liked seeing the Hulk finally reached some sort of Zen place with himself. And I think he's only going to be more valuable going forward. I think, I think Banner and Shuri will have to fill the of void time. technologically. Of yeah. Time. I had a yeah. moment where I'm like, Oh shit. Cause like Banner was not figuring out that whole time travel thing. Um, uh, led for some comedy, but not necessarily in practical use, uh, a good thing. Mm -hmm. So it was nice. Uh, Cause I was like, okay, yeah, Shuri's back. So at least we got, we got that. Yeah. We good. We good. Did you have a disappointment? Um, for as many issues as I had with her movie, I, I was expecting more Captain Marvel, yeah. but obviously this was shot first and it was kind of a safe bet. They didn't know how well she was going to do. Um, I, I did really appreciate when she showed up. Um, tardy. I... Tardy, but she got yeah, there. Yeah, at a certain um, point, I was like, "Guys, come on, seriously, where is she?" I would have liked a little more, um, a little more Spider-Man, a little more Black Panther, but I know we were running out of time and room. Um, but I also, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that Cap and Bucky didn't get more of a moment, just because that was so integral to him for so long. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I understand why they gave the moment to Sam, but um, the only other thing that I really wanted out of this movie was any line by Nick Fury. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was kind of weird to me that he didn't say anything, but at the same time, he I I think having nobody speak at the end, really, having just the funeral scene. They set up they set up Guardians 3, they set up the uh, ha, ha, the um the Winter Soldier Falcon show. They set up uh Peter Parker somehow still being in high school. I guess school all because with... I mean, if you look at Far From Home, they're all doing a summer trip. So I guess they all were snapped. I was gonna say. So did all of them get snapped and are back? And it's none of them were are left and got to naturally age up five years. Because I was hoping like Gon could be, or Ned, sorry, would be like uh, you know, yeah, uses twenty one now, his comic book name. Yeah, be like 21 now and be like, um, hey, Peter, what's up? I'm in college. You died. Um, Shit was rough. Hi. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, that there's, there's going to be time travel problems. That's kind of my biggest thing is that as much as the Hulk nicely explained it away and Marvel fans, especially in the moment, will just accept it, there are, there's two main problems now forever. Mm-hmm. Number one, we have created an alternate reality. I don't care what anyone says because now there's somewhere that's Thanos and Nebula-less and that's enough to create a new fucked up alternate universe. And Gamora-less. But number two, yeah. But number two, now that time travel has been introduced as a concept that they can do with Pym Particles, anytime they run up into something big in the future, it's going to be like, well, why don't we just time travel and fix it? Now that's out of the bag. Yeah. And I understand, oh, you can only go to specific points. Oh, well, Tony's not here. We can't get the engineering right. You can do whatever little thing you want. But the fact remains, they figured it out once. They can figure it out again, especially with Shuri it's the being same, out and about now. Yeah. It's the same problem they had in Iron Man 3 of like, well, now that the Avengers are assembled, why is Tony handling this on his yeah. own? It's the same problem you run into. Like you've created this new thing to solve a problem, but in doing so, you've created another huge problem. So, also, we don't know what happened to the stones afterwards. Yeah. So, that's peculiar. That'll be a yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, like, once we are all Groot, how is he just Groot? I don't... Exactly. Yeah. Was there anything that kind of chapped your, your ass on this Hawkeye. one? Hawkeye. Yup. Uh, I really like Jeremy Renner. I think he is re- has a really good sense of humor about the Hawkeye stuff. Like he made a really great joke on SNL once where they did a they did a Avengers sketch, and he's like, "Oh, I'm out of arrows, so uh, so I guess I'll I'll be in the car waiting. Have fun, guys." And they're like, "What? Where? How many arrows did you bring? Eleven? And they're like, "You brought 11? He's like, "Yeah, and I killed eleven guys. You're welcome." Like, I mean, he he's very he's he recognizes the silliness in some things. I think. There was potential for an evolution with him being Ronan, but there wasn't enough explanation. I think it was good to start with his experience when the snap happened because, like, how terrifying when you're out in the middle Mm -hmm. of nowhere and your family disappears because you don't know what's happening in the rest of the world. And so, I mean, like, part of it felt like it made sense and part of it just didn't. I felt like Mm -hmm. there was there needed to be more because it was just sort of all of a sudden he's like yeah no okay like uh, all right i'll I'll go back with the avengers all right i'll travel back in time all right nat's gonna sacrifice herself for me and like i I, yes he valiant try on his part to sacrifice himself but uh that was honestly i felt like a really great farewell for the two of them is them both trying to save one another repeatedly that was great um and his moment was really really when he had to say that she had died um but I don't know, like, I just felt like, again, they just, they, they never known they've what never to do known. And it's like, why give this to a really great actor? Because I think Jeremy Renner has the chops. Hurt Locker was a great movie. Um, tag? Eh. Um, But 
I think he has the ability to be funny. I think he has the ability to be serious. I think he has depth. They're not giving him enough. And to do this, either don't give him the Ronin thing or go deeper into where he was at and give him more to come out of. You can do it with Thor. You can do it with Hawkeye. But I feel like they've just never, they've, they, they brought him in at the time he was, he was a hot commodity and they brought him in and they just have never known exactly where to put him. I have an idea on what to do with him. Yeah, I, I mean, future, and but, I don't, um, honestly, because of the, uh, I mean, if we're going from like where we're at now, sure. I, I think like the, giving him something to work on, giving him a TV show, that might be good. Like we could see like his depth, but like as a family man and also vigilante, like sure, let him be the Green Arrow. I, sure. Um, uh, but yeah, I've, I, I also have just never really understood archers as a superhero. That's just never been something that I'm like, yes, this seems like a tangible skill. Um, uh, but yeah, so I think that was probably my biggest issue. Obviously I had issues with a few other things. Timeline is really, really tricky. I assumed they were going to do time travel. I think I mentioned that before when we were talking about our predictions. I always assumed time travel was going to be a thing. Um, but now in retrospect it's like yeah no that was a good fix for now yeah and now i just have more questions than answers like where's mbaku also he was there he was there i -hmm. looked for him yeah i saw him i i just saw the other version of him the tethered version of him (laughs) who he he was like red jumpsuit and he just kept screaming it was like okay that's enough of you that's enough (laughs) all right um, so that was my biggest one. You've you've uh, come on a few of the other ones. I, I think I would have liked a little more finality to the people that are definitely dead, but also it's like there's just not enough time for that. Yeah. So, I mean, unless a lot of my things, if I was to rewrite them, it'd be a four-hour movie. And so I'm honestly at this point, I'm like, I'm not allowed rewrites. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. think the biggest thing out of this um is now looking looking towards the future rather than rewrites i'd like to hear pitches what do you th- hope's going to happen what do you think can be our next steps what's what's phase 4 look like to you knowing what we know about uh streaming shows and knowing what we know about for sure there's a guardians 3 a doctor strange 2 and a spider-man 3 and a black panther 2 and a captain marvel 2 um i would like to see I think it's going to be a lot more solo work. I think that it's, I would like to see the end of, this is phase four, whoa. Um, I would like to see phase four end in a new iteration of the Avengers. Like, I would love that. Um, I think that's going to take time. I think, I think we're going to need to do Spider-Man, Far From Home, Spider-Man SAT prep, and Spider-Man college admissions. Um, (laughs) No, sorry. I, I, I get that that joke is not funny the first time but I'm going to keep doing it. Um, so I think for me, I really actually think we're on a good track of doing these more standalone things, standalone shows, standalone features, because I really, we were invested and I don't want us to have a DC problem where we're just scrambling, scrambling, scrambling so we can do another big ensemble picture. I want us to take the time to build, to connect Black Panther did a great job with this. Thor Ragnarok did a great job with this to set us up to have real investment. I am thrilled about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I will state, was not 100% sure how I was going to feel after Infinity War about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I am excited. And so from that, I'm hoping to see Peter hone his skills, start really like, now that he doesn't have his Miyagi, start really I want him to I think he's gonna have a crisis of faith for a bit but I think ultimately he's gonna come out a stronger Spider-Man I just I'm really rooting for Tom Holland to be our final Spider-Man I can't I can't invest in another Spider-Man or our at least final another. Peter Parker yes Spider-Man. sorry that's <laughs> my point that and it's funny because as I was saying it I'm like I, I'm I'm fucking down for a Miles Morales um but yeah, uh, so I, I really do want to see that. Um, I'm really hoping they don't focus too much on the relationship dynamics. I think honestly, that's kind of where they've gone wrong. 
in in the Spider-Man movies is they do focus too much on the romance aspect and I don't think that's necessary. And I think particularly with this iteration of Spider-Man, I don't think it's necessary. I really would like us to I would like, I, I want to hear what you have to say about Hawkeye. I would like to see something with Hawkeye because I think he is useful. And I really want, I think Scott Lang is on a really interesting trajectory as well. And I honestly would like to see more of like Scott Lang and Bruce sort of teaming up a little bit to, uh, along with like Hope and 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 Hank. Um like I, I, I would like to see that. I think there the on the science end, I would like to see sort of some crossover in that element to know that some but to know something's brewing. But I'm really I'm I, I'm curious. I'm trying I've been trying to think about who I would want the new big bad to be. I feel like they're gearing us up that we're gonna have Adam Warlock. And so I'm really curious to see what we could do with that. I originally really thought that was going to happen and be brought in for Endgame. I obviously, after Infinity War was over, I'm like, okay, no. Um, It was placed in Guardians of the Galaxy for a reason, and that's fine. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what they'll do with that because I think at, for those who aren't super familiar with the with the comic books, Adam Warlock had a pretty a pretty sizable contribution to the end of Thanos in the Infinity storyline in the comics. Um, but yeah, so I think seeing him more as a uh, an uh, an anti hero or a full on villain would be an interesting option. So, yeah, I could see that. I could also see us... I mean, I get that we sort of... We teased it with uh, with Hela, but I, I'd be down with death. Like, I'd be down with death being the bad. Because, I mean, that we're all having to, like, come to terms with the, de- the end of a lot of characters. That could be an interesting line. I don't think it makes as much sense without Thanos, but it could be an interesting one. I'm, I'm sort of... I will be really interested to see... Where we go with Spider-Man, where we go with Guardians of the Galaxy three, to figure out where we're going on this. But I would like to see it culminate with a nice big new version of the of the Avengers. With I wouldn't mind Carol Danvers as like our as our new head. She's a really interesting combo of Tony and Cap. Yeah, she's a really interesting version of Tony and Cap. There's a there's a decent enough point being made that she's you know off planet a lot, but I think part of that was they weren't really sure what to do, like if they were gonna use her a lot and how the movie would do and everything. So I think um, with the death of Iron Man, there is more a need for leadership. So I think that could be really really interesting. I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Dan, as the diehard comic book fan, I know you are. How are you gonna fix this? What are we gonna do? Am I gonna be yelling at TV screens? Probably. I think um, I think something that we've learned between Civil War and Ragnarok is there's a big difference between a cameo and a team movie or a supporting role. And I think dispersing the Avengers to support in each other's solo movies is the smartest way to do it. You get better character development and relationship building, and you can focus. So, for example, Thor joining the Guardians. Fantastic move. We get more Thor, but we don't get a Thor movie. And everyone gets to build their dynamics off of that. Peter gets to be insecure. Drax gets a new drinking buddy. Everybody's, you know, uh, I think um, Antenna Girl can get a crush on him. You know, him and Rocket can have a great time. Like, you can have lots of fun different things happen in that regard. So as such, I'd like to farm out Avengers to other solo movies. I would like, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind Hulk guesting, even if it's briefly, in um, in the Ant-Man and the Wasp sequel. Um, I would like Hawkeye to be featured in the Falcon Winter Soldier show. Specifically, I think I think what Hawkeye can do that makes sense for him as a family man shows that he has valuable skills and fills a void is to assume a tactical leadership role, dispatching people, making plans, sending people on specific missions, recruiting people, acting somewhat Nick Fury-esque with a little more of a tactical mindset because he is a soldier. He was a shield agent. I think he has the background to do it and we could finally prove some value from him 
that would be more than just like, and he can even still make his jokes and be like, you know, I'm just a guy with a bow and arrow, but I think you should go down that hallway. Like that sort of thing. He can, I, I would think that'd be an interesting direction to take him. That's responsible given how much he loves his family and doesn't want to lose them again. And then when he does have to pick up the bow again or actually fight again, it'll mean something and it'll matter to the audience and it'll feel like a big character moment. Um, so you can pop him in and out of some other properties. I think after Guardians 3, I think Thor in Captain Marvel 2 would be really fun if we're on a big intergalactic deal. Or, um, you know, potentially we could see Spider-Man in Doctor Strange 2 because they've had a fun history in the comics. Um, I wouldn't mind you seeing... You could also have Bruce for that, too. Yeah, we could see Bruce for that. Or we could see Bruce in Black Panther 2, working with Shuri. Um, I think if you just limit yourself, if you show the restraint to have one known big character doing the crossover, I think I think it'll strengthen those bonds, help you juggle how many characters you have. Like, I want Pepper Potts to, at the end of Spider-Man 3 offer Peter a job at Stark Industries and have him work at Stark Industries. Don't go the news reporter route. Go the Stark, the, the you know, uh, eventually he starts Parker Industries. He gets, he does his own tech thing. Like, go that way. Um, I want to see that level of interconnectedness where it becomes more personal one-on-one instead of, look, we, in the earlier MCU movies, it was like, look, we've got Hawkeye, in in Thor, look, we've got Black Widow in Iron Man too, and as character introductions, they sometimes felt weak. But if we already have the characters, consciously putting them in other people's movies as an assist, as a supporting character, not as a, just a brief cameo, I think will lead to a lot more interesting character dynamics and fun character developments as we get to really spend time with them. Because who would have thought that we would have gotten a movie that was mostly Thor and the Hulk? And that was great. It was great. It was so, the best. So I, I think you, we can learn lessons from that. And they're already doing that again by putting Thor in Guardians. But let's follow that through to its logical conclusion. You know, let's have that. Let's have, you know, Captain Marvel pick up Valkyrie and they go on a, you know, a quest across the galaxy together and maybe fall in love. Who knows? Um, the main issue becomes the next big bad. And I think there's two logical answers, Galactus or Victor Von Doom. I think... You think we're ready for Fantastic Four again? (laughs) I think we need their villains, period. And I think think we can go um, full... I think you can go full... um, Janet Van Dyme and have the Fantastic Four be this group of explorers that have been lost for years. I'm sure there's a can- there's a little ticker tape piece somewhere that says something about the Future Foundations or Dr. Reed Richards or any of those things on some movie and have them have been gone for years. So when they get back, they can try and sound the alarm on Doom. But Doom can present himself as one part Chitala, one part Tony Stark. And be this new savior of mankind, this new technological genius, this new guy out of Europe who wants to honor Tony's memory and do good things and let him get away with it for a couple movies. Let him seem Dude. like he's really doing good I just, and lay I, the I groundwork. Hate, I hate what they've done with Fantastic Four so much that I just don't even think about it. God, mm-hmm. you're a genius. And then when he finally goes full bad and shit gets fucked up, when he dons the suit... When he goes full Doctor Doom, we'll already have a relationship with the character. It could feel like a betrayal to Peter or whoever he has relationship with. And his moves after that can play out over years. And he can and he can be a threat that is constant and persistent on such a personal level that he can like carry out assassinations of characters and stuff like that where i think i think victor von doom can 
if Thanos was the guy who hits you with his with his car, Victor Von Doom can be the guy who comes up and breaks your kneecap with a lead pipe. He's our Tanya Harding. He's our Tanya Harding. I want Victor Von Doom as played by Tanya Harding. That is my wish for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But what are your wishes for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, yeah, no, I think that uh, there's so much and I'm so excited uh, to see what happens. I'm so excited to read after like the majority of the world has seen this by Sunday. I'm so excited to read what everyone wants. But yeah, hey, tell us guys, slow cups underscore rewrites. I'm pretty sure that's our Twitter hashtag. We should use that more. Um, but I got to say, Dan, I got, can we just talk about a few like just moments in this movie? To end with, yeah, give me, give me the the top, top, top feels. Top feels. Okay, my top feels. I will state, guys, I did not start crying when Tony died. I started crying like when Doctor Strange was letting everyone in. I'm like visibly sobbing at that point. Um, and and the guy who sits next to me at movies is just like looking at me. I'm like, I just missed them. I missed them. Um, for me, that entire final battle was so much for me like it it just I felt all of the things um but I would say as as a woman who really likes movies based on comic books uh I will state that it's been slim pickings sometimes guys if you if you don't if you don't necessarily feel like skin tight suits or secretary uh, secretary job is uh is in your field um there is a scene and well there's a part of the battle where it is just all women and i get that a that was, force yeah a force yes so there is an a force scene i get it is placating so much to me but i ate it up it worked it worked like i get it it's gonna make some people angry but i loved it and it was great Pepper in a suit was great. Um, honestly, that whole sequence, everyone coming back, like, I I get, I'm like, li- I'm just going to pat my mic. I'm getting goosebumps just remembering it. Like, it was, it was like a coming home. Like, everything, it felt good. And there was, there was a Mad Men moment with Scarlet Witch. And Scarlet Witch, I feel like, has been underutilized at certain points. I'm excited to see what they do with her because she's pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, she lost the love of her life. She lost her brother. Like, shit's gone down for her. She's constantly processing. She's going to be going through a lot. It's clear. Um, And so there's a scene where, or there's a part of the fight scene where she is, she's going for Thanos and she said, you've taken everything from me. Or you 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 mm-hmm. took everything yeah. from me, and he said, "I don't even know who you are," because obviously this is past Thanos, which was such a Don Draper move. Um, and then she's like, "Oh, you will," uh, or I'm 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 yeah no yeah. that's what she says you will yeah. Uh, and then she just goes for it, and she goes to a point that like he she is such a severe threat to him that he has to start shooting at his own troops to just like possibly like disarm her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find Scarlet Witch just, there's something about her that like just sort of speaks to me. Clark once said that when he saw Age of Ultron, he was reminded of me when he saw Scarlet Witch. Which I'm like, I'm not sure how I should feel because at that point she had a really bizarre dialect. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm intrigued. But also, am I that vindictive? Um she is a fun character. She's grown a lot. She's really, really interesting. So I like that. I liked when Gamora had a moment and Peter like went for it. She she kicked him in the balls. It's great. And then she like looked at Nebula and she's like, this is the one. And he's like, it was between that and the tree. And it was like a funny little flip right there. That was that was good. Um, pretty much any scene where it's like, uh, where the oh when they are discussing where all the time stones are, yeah, that is one of my favorite like sequences and like uh, uh, when uh, when uh, Nat is like wait there is if we go choose the right time there are three time stones in New York and and uh, Bruce is like shut the front door and like yep. that's great but then also when they're talking when Nebula is explaining um, where to get the soul stone and Scott's just I'm like please someone just say something funny and Scott's like not it 
Um, yep. And that was great. And Thor. And anything with Thor. Anything with Thor. I loved serious Thor. I loved sad Thor. I loved drunk Thor. I loved silly Thor. I loved sleeping Thor. I loved Thor in the lineups when they're walking, and he's just so slow getting up that ramp. Like, I loved all of it. So those are my yeah. sweet spots. Everything. Nice. Good old Thor. Mm. It was great. It was very apt. Any, is there, what, what gave you the most feels, Dan? Um... Cap's send-off, him, you know, we end the movie with it, which they did right by him. Um, Tony and Peter hugging. Um, I love you 3000. This is pretty darn cute. That was so cute. Um, The funeral scene. I really enjoyed seeing everyone come back, but I loved seeing Valkyrie on her horse. That oh, was just God, that was fucking great. awesome. Um. Peter's still introducing himself mid-battle to people. Like, oh, you're such a baby. It's great. Yeah, um, you forget that certain people haven't met, too, which is yeah. really fun. Cap's Hail Hydra moment was oh, fabulous. God. That was so good. Um, also a fun middle finger to fans who lost their shit over when Captain America was secretly working for Hydra in a story the other year. That, Anyways, um. My favorite moment was when Cap picked up the hammer and Thor said, I knew it. And then he proceeded to use the hammer and the shield to just fuck Thanos's shit up and just mm-hmm. knock the ever loving so piss out of people. Oh, I and guess we I weren't just, recording when we talked about that earlier. I, th- I thought I was like thinking that we had. I mean, that was when I, that, I, I yelled. Everyone yelled when they saw it, mm-hmm. when they saw it happen. But I yelled, yeah, so loud. I almost burst into tears afterwards. I was so excited. Yeah. You know, when you're so excited, you cry. Yeah, so <laughs> it was always. A, yeah, it was. That was my big fan service moment where I was like, fuck you. You got me. You got me. That was I exactly what I wanted. And I wasn't sure if you were going to give it to me or not because Mjolnir got destroyed, but you brought it back. And that was pretty fucking cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Um. I don't really understand how if he went back in time, he would have ended up in our reality again when he's old. But again, the time travel shit is just, a it, it causes more problems than it solves, except for like half the population or whatever. But I think, I think that moment of Cap being peak Cap really was awesome for me i i loved that i love cap and i i thought that was that was fabulous but i also really enjoyed nebula killing herself that Mm -hmm. was one of my favorite Mm -hmm. moments just to see the actual destruction of your former self like to actually kill that person was like you're impossible to reason with yeah that was great and i i loved i loved what we did for these characters here i think there's so much potential going forward i can't wait until this fall at some point when Kevin Feige does his own big announcement again and gets and gives us our next big slate lineup, that'll be stellar. And I'm excited to see where they go because they actually had the balls to kill some people and to get rid of some. And if they stick to their guns and keep them benched and just don't bring them back, there's the potential to grow who's left in a really meaningful way and keep introducing new characters, and we can give people a send-off. They own thousands of characters. You can build whoever you want. There's two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. They can make it work. So my hope is that they will stick to their guns, keep killing and benching and getting rid of people when it's their time. And, you know, it'll this could this will run another 10 to 20 years. Yeah, here's hoping that when we're old and gray, we are still seeing these movies. But in the meantime, we've got Detective Pikachu and Aladdin, so let's all rush to theaters. I don't think I'm going to see Aladdin. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I'm going to see it either. I'm going to wait for some reviews. I do want to see Detective Pikachu. I was about to say, I'm fully seeing Detective Pikachu. That looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, Uh, I... A, the redemption Justice Smith deserves after uh, the disaster that was Jurassic World 2. Jurassic worst. Jurassic farce. Jurassic, I didn't like it. It's not like working. It. Just, I didn't like it. 
I, I get that. I didn't either. So, Dan, we saw it. It's the it's the end of end of games now. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited for Spider Man Far From Home because I'm sort of like a junkie. I just need that sweet sweet comic book fix every mm-hmm. few every few months. Not even we had so oh, huh? you're you're little... not sort of sort of like a junkie. You are a junkie. It's okay. Yeah. It's not light crack. It's crack. Um. Uh. No. I mean, I. I. That was the shortest wait time I've ever had to do between two comic book movies with Captain Marvel and Endgame. So I think this like, what two month wait is going to be really hard on me. I'm sure you'll make it through. I. I don't. I don't think I will. But you know, I appreciate your your support. But yeah, guys, go see it. I mean, it's gonna be hu- It's gonna be huge. I, and I'm and it needs it needs your help financially. We, you know this this movie really. I mean, needs guys, your it's support. just this little indie, like this little indie movie. Like it's just these two brothers. I think Josh Brolin self financed it. It's just man, Josh Brolin, my how he has evolved as a character because I really was not a fan for a while of Thanos. Eh, he monologues a lot. He's fine. Yeah. Well, no, he but is I'm... a legitimate threat, though. He's a legitimate threat, and he followed through on his promises. So he's the best villain we've had to date. Yes, exactly. Well, MCU. I'm just saying, like, from at the end of Avengers, what we saw, which was a potato, basically, um, that can smile, and everyone can pretend, like, oh yeah, we know who he is, and uh, to to the to what we have now. I mean, that's like a, that's been so many years of investment for me in that purple potato. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. call him a purple seven nut years. Sack. Seven years from purple potato to this. Yeah, I mean, now he's but a purple nut sack or a dusty purple nut sack. Also, you totally called what happened with Clint's family, like because oh, you yeah. made that joke after Endgame or after uh, Infinity War, where he's like, mm-hmm. "God, who's cleaning up your toy?" Basically, that whole thing, and then his <laughs> kids are just gone. I'm like, "Oh, that's awful." Yeah. Well. Let's see if I can make any predictions about uh, Detective Pikachu. I don't think he's going to catch them all, but I think he's going to catch some. (laughs) I believe in him. Aladdin's going to rub one out. (laughs) See you next time, guys. A Secret Weapon Production.